Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thanks, y'all. Welcome back to Epony Van Life, the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And we are talking with John Dean today. He is somebody that we met uh, a little while back in Oregon. We also have been chatting with him via Facebook, I think, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. That's how we actually originally met John, was through Facebook. When we first kind of got into the nomadic community, that was the only way that we were meeting people, really, was through the internet, like yeah. social media, Facebook, Instagram. And so I guess today we kind of want to talk about a little bit about how community is kind of built within the nomadic community. Yeah, and that's what makes uh, van life so special, bus life, nomadic living in general so special, is the fact of the community just being so welcoming and open to one another. Also the fact that we're kind of at the beck and call of being nice to one another, because that's what creates like this really beautiful uh, lifestyle for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like being on the road can get lonely sometimes. So it's nice to know that there are other people out there that want to hang out, that want to meet up, that are going through some of the same struggles that you are. And that's kind of why we love our van life friends. They're also some of the only people who really like get what it means to live in a van. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know. Because they're doing it. Yeah, but, like, some of the normies in our lives, you know, like, they friends. They don't get it. Yeah. So it's nice to, like, meet people who can actually hang out, too, because I feel like if you have a regular 9 to 5 and you're living in a stationary house, you can't just meet up in the woods and hang out for a couple of days. Yeah, it's actually funny. We I don't think we've ever had a friend come and visit us since we've been living in our van. No. We've went and visited them but none of them have came to visit us. And, like, we're, we're not upset in any type of way, uh-huh. but it just goes to show the difference between the two lifestyles. You know, John also makes a good point about nomadic living in that, you know, it encompasses all different types of vehicles. I don't think that we've ever, well, I know that we've never discriminated against somebody based on the kind of rig that they have. No, never. Nomadic living is this type of lifestyle all around, whether you're living in a van, a bus, uh, out of a car, you're tent camping, you're a, a person just walking across America. That's a nomadic style of living. Underneath those are niches of nomadic living, which would be RVing, van life, you know, bus life, stuff like that. So we're underneath the van lifestyle niche, but that doesn't mean we can only be friends with van lifers. We're friends with everybody. And I think the rest of the community kind of feels the same way. Well, I would hope so. There's also like cliques where you yeah. have like, you know, if you own a Revel, then you get to hang out with, with the, the Revel people. Like yeah. The Revels are it's all like parked together. Exclusivity within the groups, you know? Right. And I, I do believe that uh, van lifers tend to hang out with other van lifers a bit more just because of the ability to go uh off trail and out of the way, you know, they they have the ability to go a little right. bit further back than say like a big, huge bus. Uh, granted, we do have friends that are in buses and really go off the beaten path. Oh as well. yeah. We have some friends in buses who like, it doesn't matter what road we're going down, they're going. But then we also have some friends who are like, Oop, that's not for us. We're not going down yeah. there. So it just kind of depends. And I also think that you'll get kind of like, you know, the RVers tend to stay more, 
they'll go off grid, but a lot of them will spend more time in campgrounds and yeah, things like up. that. Because so it might of, make you not be able to travel with those people as much if it, I think it's more about the travel style than it is necessarily about the rig. Yeah, it's the travel, well, it's the travel style. Also, it has a little bit to do with the rig because some rigs are set up to be in campgrounds. Some rigs are set up to be able to go like off grid and stay off grid. Mm-hmm. Some rigs are set up to be in between the both. You know, I think we're kind of in a rig right now that could allow us to do any of it. Because we do have hookups, we do have, you know, the ability to go way off grid with the solar panels and also the DC to DC charger, which is something that I have to look into right now because ours yeah, is acting a little funny. And it seems like in a, in Alaska, we're definitely going to... Well, it's funny, though, because in Alaska, they get like over 20 hours of sunlight a day, but it is very overcasty, at mm-hmm. least where we are right now. Yeah. So is that time for an update from the road? Yeah, update from the road. <laughs> Starting something new over I here. Like you know? I like it. You like it. it? Let's roll with it. All right, cool, cool. So update from the road. Right now, Alex, I, and Paco are sitting in a hotel room in Anchorage, and we have made it to Alaska. Our boat, uh, uh, a boat is bringing our, our van here. <laughs> Sorry, I can't speak for some reason yeah. right now. But yeah, a boat is bringing our van here, and we pick it up tomorrow, which we're super excited about because we kind of feel a little bit trapped being in a hotel room. Yeah, it's actually been interesting to be without our van for a little while because for the last, you know, since we hit the road at the end of 2019, we've literally had a vehicle of some kind basically the entire time. So now being in a hotel room in a big city like Anchorage, you know... On the first day, we were like, oh, maybe we'll take a cab to, like, this other area. It's only a couple miles away. And, and it was like... the price, and it was astronomical. It was just... It was, like, 30 bucks one way. So yeah. then we're like, okay, if we take a cab there, then we got to take a cab back, and now it's going to cost us $60 mm-hmm. to get to the other side of town. Anyways, we decided that we wanted to do more exploring on foot and just kind of, like, be in, like, our little area. But we're super excited to get our van back because then it gives us so much more freedom and the opportunity to, like, actually explore the city. And, like, if we read about something and we're like, ooh, let's go to that spot. We could actually drive to it without the repercussion of a very hefty bill every single day. Yeah, or just to, like, have to think about it, you know? If we have the van, we just fill our tank and it lasts us however long. You Mm -hmm. know, we could go 300-plus miles. Uh, you know, on 60 bucks. Yeah, so we're feeling really grateful for this opportunity. You know, we shipped the van. I guess I don't know when we're going to talk about it. We're going to make a whole YouTube video about the shipping process mm-hmm. and why we went with that and why we chose that. But we're feeling super grateful that, you know, this hotel was booked on points. Mm-hmm. We have an Amex credit card with Marriott that we've been, you know, earning points on and so you know got to use them finally i will say if you guys are going to ship your vehicle look into the company called tote they've been amazing for us we're super happy that we utilize them to get us across uh here to alaska and it's pretty much the only way to get here but we'll talk more about that in our youtube video yeah so anyways it's been really great to be in alaska to be eating out to have like all these delicious meals and just kind of be exploring the city we don't do a lot of city life usually no, and I'll be honest with you guys, I felt a little bit more anxious doing city life. Not not that it's like a bad thing, it's just I'm so used to being out in the middle of nowhere and off the beaten path that like city life definitely kind of makes me feel anxious for sure. Yeah, I wonder if city life with our van would feel a little bit better. Yeah, maybe. Then it, like, at, least at least I have the have, comfort of home. Yeah, and so like, you know, we're in a hotel, which is very nice and like, you know, very comfortable, but it's not our house. And like, I miss our kitchen, I miss our bed. It's funny that like, 
you could miss a living in a van, but yeah. I definitely do. Before living in a van, I would have never thought that way, and now I seriously think that way. Yeah. So anyways, let's talk about John Dean. John Dean is a really interesting character. He's one of the first people that we met, as we said, on our van life journey. And we actually have a song for him. You ready? John Dean. John Dean. John Dean. John Dean. Please don't take my girl, John Dean. <laughs> John Dean has a bit of a notorious reputation, but the song just went so perfectly with his name. Yeah. He's also one of those people that, um, I don't know, like, you know how some people just, you have to say both of their names? Yeah. Like, you don't just have a first name, you have a whole name. Well, he has always. two first names. John Dean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you got to say both. <laughs> so, yeah. So we love John, and he has been a good friend of ours basically our entire time on the road. Mm -hmm. But he was one of the first people that kind of illustrated to us how powerful um, the van life or nomadic community could be in that, you know, we met him through Facebook through one of the, you know, many van life groups on Facebook. And he was, you know, reached out and was like, hey, is anybody in Oregon? And we were like, we're in Oregon. So we ended up meeting up with him and had a really fun time hanging out and then have kind of met up with him multiple times along the way since then. Mm -hmm. And he's brought other people into our lives. We've met him, you know, through other people. I feel like it's almost like a 12 degrees of John Dean instead of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody that. knows John Dean in some kind of way, shape or form. Yeah. And I think maybe it's because of all the van life events that he goes to as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's been in the community for three years now. You guys are going to hear more about, you know, where he's came from, what led him to this lifestyle in this in this podcast. But uh, I do believe that going to all these different events, he is highly known because of that. Yeah. And he's so easy to talk to, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. such a friendly guy and yeah. like yeah so anyways i think that if you're somebody thinking about van life or you're in van life getting to some of these events is really crucial in terms of like building community within your own lifestyle yeah and also just like seeing all the different possibilities that are out there like you know there's you know schoolie palooza for example you would think oh only school buses can go to schoolie palooza uh -uh. But, like, it's every type of rig, every you know? Type. And yeah. so I think that's true of all the van life events. I think the reason why they name them stuff like Schoolie Palooza and Van Fest and et cetera is because it just gives the people in schoolies the feeling of, like, this is an event for us. Or, well, like, maybe in the vans, like, this is an event for us. And, yeah, of course. And then that name continues on, but the crowd grows and the type of ways that they're living grows with it, you know? So I think it's a beautiful thing that they do have all these types of meetups. So if you are in a rig, it's crucial, I think, to create and build community to go to these type of events. But also, if you're not in a rig and you're looking to get in one, it's crucial so you can understand what type of rig you can get in, what might be perfect for the type of lifestyle that you're looking for when you do want to become nomadic. So stay tuned because John is going to kind of lay out his event schedule for the next couple of months. And I'll tell you what, it's a it's a long list. It's jam-packed yeah. for sure. So if that's something you're interested in, you're really going to want to stay tuned for this conversation with John. So I think we should just jump into it. Welcome to the show, man. Good to have you here. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like you're one of like the OG van lifers. Like you've been on the road for a really long time. Um, do you want to like kind of explain to people listening like how that all began, like how you got into van life and what made you want to explore this so, lifestyle? So I've been out on the road for three full years. 
Uh, started off in a van. Was in a 2003 uh, Chevy high top. And then I was like, you know, there's not enough room in here. So I went to a 10-foot box truck. And that's kind of what I'm in as of now. And then uh, the reason why I got into van life was I was... Originally, I was traveling planes, trains, and automobiles. When was it? Probably about six or seven years ago, I ended up getting DUI, getting a little trouble. Uh So I didn't have a license, and I started meeting people in Colorado and Oregon, and they were out camping and hiking and tent camping and all this stuff. And then next thing you know, I kind of just fell into the van life the van life search, you know, like on YouTube where you fall into the rabbit hole. Yeah. And it's like, I was just like, Oh my God, there's people out there traveling and seeing all these places that I'm doing, but not having to pay tons of money and move into apartments and move out of apartments and have Mm -hmm. four to five to six roommates, because that's what was happening when I was in Colorado is, you know, the ski industry you end up having four or five roommates in a home. And sometimes you got people that are just coming and going, coming and going and moving in and out. So I'm like, screw this. Uh, As soon as I got my driver's license back, six months after I got my driver's license back, I was built out my van on the road and was just figured, you know, let's do this. Let's try it. Uh, Hit the road from Grand Junction, Colorado and went to bend oregon to go snowboard at bachelor for the season and then after that i just kept meeting more and more people and just kept rolling and i didn't think that i would be full time for three years that's for sure but i was like you know we'll just we'll just gamble with this and see how it goes but Mm -hmm. it's been it's been an amazing life it's taken over pretty much everything compared to life and career and uh, hobbies and everything seems like it's nomad life. Now it's van life. You know, so you don't see any end in sight for your life on the road. Not with the future plans coming up. And um, I'm trying to like get into that, but not like tell everybody kind of what's going on. Um, you can keep your secrets. We're not yeah, forcing you yeah. to divulge anything. I would just say by uh, October 1st, everybody keep their eyes and ears out and everything will be posted and put out on the internet of what's coming up to see. Very so nice. that's, that's my plan of launching the new, the new up and coming uh, Nomad Adventures for me. Right now, I'm kind of doing my own little tour. So I'm going... After here, we're heading up to uh, the UP, the School of UP meetup, mm-hmm. and then we're leaving there and going to the Nevada Schoolie meetup, uh, Schoolie Palooza in Nevada, and then going to Descend on Bend in Oregon, and then going to uh, the what is it, Schoolie Palooza in Arizona, and then all the all the little meetups and whatnot throughout Arizona. And then by the time I get out of Arizona, we should have everything launched online. So that way everybody will know what's what's up and coming. Nice. It sounds like you're doing a lot of schoolie events. I'm doing whatever events are coming up. I'll do schoolie events. I'll do van life events. I'll do overlanding events because 
with the way that I'm going in the future, it doesn't matter if you're in a van or if you're in a schoolie. I'm I'm kind of moving out of the whole title of van life. I want to be in nomad life. Nomad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To the point where it doesn't matter if you're in a van, a schoolie, a tent, uh, you know, a box truck, a, a Prius. I don't care what you're yeah. in. If you in your heart know that you want to be nomadic, even if it's not full time, uh, the people with like minded thoughts, we all mesh together and we all work together. So yeah. when I. It's funny because when I started this three years ago, it seemed like it was more segregated. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was like, you're in a van. Okay, cool. We're only hanging out with van people. You're in a schoolie. We're only hanging out with schoolie people. And with you saying, Frankie, you know, that I was going to a lot of schoolie events, but even like schoolie palooza, there's schoolies, there's vans, there's RVs, there's box trucks, there's Mm -hmm. everything. People are converting limos now. <laughs> some of our cool. some of our best friends on the road are actually they live in buses. You know what I mean? Uh, some yeah. some of the people that we love to hang out with live in box trucks. Like legitimately, we hang out with everybody. There's no like rhyme or reason to whom or why we want to hang out with people, except for the fact that we truly enjoy just being with people who love the lifestyle, love to be nomadic, like you said. Um, yeah. I, we i guess we use the term van life just due to the fact that it's like the coin term that is kind of like the biggest term out there you know and realistically nomadic would be the biggest one because everybody is actually just being nomadic right yeah even people that are on bicycles and driving semis you know they're they're nomadic yeah, Sarah, even people sleeping in tents. I mean at the, wolf, the at the Wolfpack Roundup, we had a dude sleeping in a in a hammock. That was that our was that so was cool. our buddy Todd. Yo, who was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We invited him out to it and he came down. Negative, we actually stayed in his driveway. Negative twelve in, in a hammock. <laughs> yeah, he was he's a wild dude. Yeah. But so let's talk about these nomadic events, because I feel like if you're new to the community, maybe you've never been to one. Maybe you don't know what they are. Like, obviously, you named off just like five that you're going to just this summer. So like and there's way more out there. Yeah. So like how important are these for the nomadic community and what can people kind of expect to get out of going to events like this? Well, I guess it's more or less just like getting into van life or getting into the nomad life. You know, you got to figure out what you want to utilize it for. So like me, for instance, um, of course, going to meet more and more people, uh, meeting more the the community, but also advertising uh, my podcast, advertising YouTube, advertising stickers, shirts, hats, whatever you got going on out there these meetups are almost the best way in my eyes anyways to to build yourself out there as i guess quote unquote street cred you know building yeah. your street cred out there and um especially with the new people it seems like there's a lot of new nomads going to these events to figure out what they want to do how they want to do it seeing other people's rigs going through tours so that's a big thing also at the at these events are tours. So going through other people's rigs and figuring out, you know, kind of what you want to do or how they did it. Because nowadays, I think the biggest, biggest thing that I would never even think about in in a van, especially is like a recirculating shower. Whoever thought that this lifestyle would bring household items into a vehicle 
to the point where you don't have to go anywhere. You can do, yeah. there's even people that have laundry in there, you know, washers and dryer, not so much dryers, but washers in their vehicles nowadays. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like, in order to have something like that, you do have, a, have to have a little bit bigger of a space though. Um, True. Because I have no idea where we would fit a washer and dryer in this van. I don't, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Did you see Did you see Nomad Brad's uh, post the other day? The dude living out of a Prius had a, had a washing what? machine in his passenger seat. We're going to check that, that yeah, out. I gotta, that sounds crazy. I definitely got to go back and look at that. That's so funny, though, too, because, like, I don't know, prioritizing space for a washing machine when you can literally find a laundromat in every single small town every state in you and, know and or like, go the old-fashioned way and like you know find a, a river and pull a bucket of water you know and right. and soap and water and wash your clothes and then hang dry them you know there's so many different ways to go around that um to have like something so i guess luxurious uh yeah. you know part of this lifestyle to me is like minimizing as much as we can Obviously, it would be great to be able to stay in the middle of nowhere all the time and be able to wash our clothes and things like that. But I don't know if that's like high on my priority list personally. No, I mean, yeah. by the time uh, by the time it all comes down to it, it seems like we all wear basically the same stuff over and over again. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've been wearing this sweatshirt for like three days now. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, oh, Frankie's wearing the same sweatshirt again four days in a row. But it's like nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares. I mean, the whole point of the lifestyle to me is to like get out there and enjoy life to its fullest and explore beautiful places to have more of a financial freedom than you would have with having like renting a home or or owning a home. Sometimes you have more financial freedom this way. Um, being able to go anywhere and get work um, is kind of one of the things that I look at, like if Alex and I had to, we would literally pick up work anywhere. I mean, I think when we first met you, you actually offered us jobs at the place that you were at. Like, yeah. you know, that because that's part of the community, um, as well as like when you meet good people and you know that they are capable of doing good work, you're willing to bring them on. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing is like we want the right ones to stay out on the road. And mm -hmm. whatever we got to do to help each other out, it doesn't matter if, you know, you guys are in, in Washington and I'm in Illinois. It doesn't matter if, you know, if you guys heard something in Illinois that was, you know, an up and coming job opportunity or something, you know, you can hit up a buddy in Illinois and be like, hey, man, there's this opportunity. Go get it. Yep. Or, yep. or vice versa. You know, it's like, hey, a buddy of mine just hit me up in Washington. There's this going on. Do you guys want to do it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. 100%. How have you kind of sustained your life on the road for the last three years? Like, what have your jobs kind of been? And how are you, you know, paying for your nomadic life? Uh, to start off, it was a lot of Craigslist. It was a lot of jumping on Craigslist, looking for small gigs in any town that I rolled into from moving people to just packing their stuff up and putting it in a box. And then they, they move themselves, painting, construction, uh, service industry, ski industry, basically anything that's out there that's on Craigslist is like a short-term gig job or to the point of three to six months of staying in the same spot and camp hosting. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's these jobs that are in in the lifestyle that keep us out on the road, like camp hosting, 
or you know if you if you're a skier if you're a snowboarder go get a job in the snowboarding industry or or vale resorts for instance you know they give you a free ski pass and usually really really discounted housing to be mm-hmm. able to stay in those areas yep now granted you're not going to get rich doing these jobs <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to get you to your next destination right correct yeah and then you figure it out now I am putting all in on uh, YouTube merchandise, uh, podcasts, the Nomad Happy Hour podcast, and mm. the up and coming ventures that are, you know, everybody will hopefully know about by October. What's the channel name as well so people can find you? So, just like the podcast, I have the Nomad Happy Hour. Uh, YouTube and podcast, and and also as of yesterday, I've fully launched my Van Life Days Days with a Z YouTube. So that's going to be more of my life blog vlog style. Of course, starting off with short, you know, five ten minute videos. Uh, the the podcast is more people's life stories, just like you guys are are doing here. But also, I dial in a little bit with the the tours also within the the podcast. Very cool. cool. Well, I feel like, too, like one of the biggest parts of the van life or like nomadic life is the community. So going to the events and meeting all the different people and then just like hanging out and hearing people's stories around Mm -hmm. a campfire or whatever it might be. And so, you know, the ability to kind of translate that into a podcast is fun i think and that's why we kind of enjoy doing it is that you know if it weren't for this podcast john i mean like we talk you know occasionally on messenger or whatever if we're in the same place we'll meet up but like you know for us to just sit on a call for 30 minutes and like hang out probably wouldn't happen if we weren't doing this podcast no i mean every once in a while like you said we get on the phone and we'll talk for five ten minutes um and a lot of those times have been through your guys' build, so I understand that you guys don't ha- weren't having a lot of time per, per se to sit down <laughs> and, and talk yeah, about what you guys are doing. We were definitely um, in more of a panic state of like, <laughs> we got to get this done so we can get back on the road, you know, because that that's the main goal is to be out on the road and be able to meet new people and hang out with old friends that we met on the road last time. Um, so yeah, it's, it was definitely like crunch time for us when we were on that build. I really think honestly, since I've started till now, it's the, uh, the layout of the lifestyle has changed a little bit also because a lot of people, they want to get out here and be by themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, nowadays, it seems like people want to get out there and go find a tribe or a group of people to, right. to roam yeah. around with. You know, so then that way, when you roll into, I don't know, let's just say you roll into Washington, you know, we got, you got a friend that'll let you stay in their driveway or a a friend that's been, that's like, oh yeah, I stayed out at this campsite, go stay out there or come meet up with, come meet up with us. We have three other rigs staying in this, in this area. Right. Yeah. So, so the information, especially utilizing the social media side of, of things has changed a lot since I have started because when I started, I was like, no social media, no internet. It's a waste of time, this and that. But fortunately, but unfortunately, we have social media to stay in touch with each other without actually communicating 100%. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, without having to come like to the person's spot and like being like, you know, together to actually communicate for sure. Um, I also think that it is something that I feel that Alex and I are pretty passionate about when we're traveling. We definitely meet the people that follow us as well as people that are getting into the lifestyle because, you know, we were in their spot at one point in time as well. We were the people that didn't know what it would take to to live in a van and we want to know more. So we would ask questions and stuff. And I think the great thing about this community is everybody is so open and free to like, let's take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. It's us, FNA Van Life. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our Van Life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living van life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. Help out and you know, just want to see the other person do well, you know? And I think that's the reason why this like tribalism and this community is starting to really like flourish at this point is because we're so open and accepting to one another. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, like I said, a lot of people, when I first started, just wanted to just go hide in the, in the bushes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be, be alone, be by themselves. And now yeah. it's, it's funny because now that this whole, pandemic came across that people aren't supposed to be together it's like we want to be more together yeah right i guess it's like if you're not allowed to and you did spend a fair bit of time alone especially at the beginning of the pandemic i think people are craving that interaction with other people because they've been you know starved of it i also think that uh it shows what's truly important to us like interaction with one another to keep ourselves like to keep our sanity up and whatnot uh, to have interaction with one another definitely helps with like depression and anxiety and things like that for a lot of people. So I, I think a lot of that has come to the forefront. And uh, that's the reason why you're seeing a lot of people trying to find community. Well, there's more and more events popping up too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's events popping up like every week, it seems like right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So John, I feel like you have traveled, you've traveled alone. Obviously you've traveled with other people. I feel like you've done a lot of different caravanning situations. Do you have any like juicy stories from the road? Like what's something that's, you know, a, a memory that stands out in your mind of like either a really awesome or a really like not awesome caravanning experience. Yeah. I think everybody is going to think like, juiciness like you know hidden stories and stuff like that but i think the best thing nowadays for me is the tribe side of things mm-hmm. um you know i've went from like you said traveling by myself sitting in the, in the woods having a bonfire by myself to 20 people in a convoy rolling down rolling down the highway yeah. Um, and both of them have their pros and cons, you know, like being by yourself. Yes. You'll get, a, you get lonely. You want to be with other people. You want to get a significant other. You want to, you know, meet up with somebody and hang out with them for a while. And then vice versa is, you know, you're in a tribe for a long period of time. Sometimes you just want to get away and be by yourself. Yeah. So that's going to the whole thing of, you know, we want what we don't have. It's almost like the grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. But don't always think about, you know, where where you're going next or where the grass is greener on the other side. Enjoy what you're doing now. 
Yeah, exactly. Enjoy yeah. what you're doing now. Enjoy who you're around. The The biggest thing when I first got out on the road and I learned to myself is look up. You know, a lot of people walk around and look down at their at the ground and at their feet. Look up at the blue sky. Look up at the person next to you. Look up at, you know, whatever's in front of you and, and enjoy it. Take a picture and remember it. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. But like you were, you were asking, you know, the, the stories and stuff like that. But being with a tribe, being with n- numerous of people all the time and, and those people coming coming in and out of your life. Uh, it's really, it's really crazy, scary, but fun also that when you roll into another campsite or an area where there's 40 other rigs and you're like, is that, is that Frankie and Alex parked over in the corner? I haven't seen them in a month. Where are they? You know? So then you get to catch up with all these people. Mm -hmm. But again, is if you don't, um, and this is a this is kind of a, a pro to some people, and a lot, actually a lot of people is you know if you don't like where you're at, if you don't like the people that you're around, you know you you, you get sick of the the destination that you're at. All we got to do is turn the key and go. That's it for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> it really is. I couldn't so. have said it better myself, to be honest with you. It's that's that's what the lifestyle is about is being able to pick where you want to be, and you know if you've been in a place for too long. Like you said, just turn the key and go. I do love the community aspect of it, but Alex and I also really enjoy being by ourselves in nature sometimes, maybe going on a hike together, you know, whatever it is. I think it's about balance too. Yeah. Cause like you said, like you spend a lot of time with a caravan and then you want some time by yourselves. And then after that, then you're like, Oh, we kind of miss hanging out with people. So it's almost like an ebb and flow of whether you're with a big group or you're by yourselves for us anyways, Frank loves the social aspect of things like being with people all the time. But sometimes I'm a little bit more introverted and I need that like alone time to recharge. Yeah. I I could be in the social aspect longer than Alex yet. I do love being alone by by ourselves in the middle of nowhere. I find so much peace in it after like four or five days of that. Then I saw to want to go back to like just meeting people, whether that's like in the, you know, parking lot of a food of like a grocery store. I just, you know, I like to chat with people. I like to like meet different cultures and like where people, everybody's from somewhere different. You know what I mean? So for me, I like to, I like to know, I like to notice and realize that we're not so much different, even though we've came from somewhere so much different. It's funny because you say meeting people in parking lots. I don't know how many people I've met out here, Frankie, that say, I've met Frankie in a parking lot and he just comes running up yelling at me going, hey, what's going on? <laughs> or, hand, or handing out a sticker. Did you talk to Uncle Kevin? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually it was uh, Painted Buffalo. I met them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jess, yeah. Yeah, yeah I awesome. met them in, uh, where was it? Flagstaff. Arizona. Arizona, yeah, yeah, and uh, did a little interview with them a little bit, and then realized that you guys just met up with them like two weeks before that. That's why. Yeah, yeah, we seen her in Florida. Well, we um, met her originally in Washington. But we met her originally then, in Washington. Yeah, yeah. Um, where did we meet you, John? Do you remember when we met? I do. Well, online or in person? In person. Cultus Lake. Yeah, yeah. Cultus Lake. That was a beautiful spot. Yeah, so you we guys. Were 
You guys rolled in there, and I don't even know. Did were we just meeting as friends, or did we do interview, or did we do we did a, van tour. a van tour of your van? So we we like linked up with okay. you online, and then you invited us to come out. You were camp hosting for the summer mm-hmm. um, at Cultus Lake, and you invited us to come and hang out with you there. And we spent the night, and we filmed a van tour. Yeah, and then we hung out and shot the shit for a while, and then we had we had to go meet up with another couple. Yeah, like right after that. So uh, we only stayed for like the night or whatever. And then we hung out the next morning, had some breakfast and then we took off. But uh, but then soon after we wound up meeting in like July area. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it was July like near, Bend. near Bend. And then uh, we did. Or I guess probably near Eugene. Yeah, I think it was when we were all staying out in Eugene because uh, yep, yeah, yep. there was a group of us basically in Eugene at that time. Yeah, there was a group of us in Eugene, and then we did the Wolfpack Roundup thing together, all of us, which was a great time. And yeah, it was just like we—I felt like we kept running into you, and like our friendship every time just grew more and more. Oh yeah, I mean, even like when we were out at uh, uh, McCready Hot Springs, we were yep. parked—we were parked thirty yards away from each other, and we didn't even know it. And then I went to go leave, and it was like. Oh shit! There's everybody. They're parked two seconds away. <laughs> yeah, it's wild how that all works out, right? If you were to give people advice on like what they should do if they're wanting to get into a van or they're just getting into one, like what what's the best advice you could give to them? I think it's a stereotypical answer, but I think it's the best answer is literally just do it. <laughs> yep. You know, get get your van or your rig of whatever sort that you want. And, you know, go out there, throw a mattress in, throw a, a cooler in, go out on a couple weekend trips and get used to what you want to do. I think that's the biggest problem is that people don't know um, the locations that they want to go to. They don't know, like, you know, am I going to be in a city? Am I going to be in the woods? Am I going to be at, a, at, a, at an RV uh, campground? You know, mm-hmm. so that that also dials into what kind of rig you're going to want. Yeah. You know, if you're wanting to get back into the woods and, you know, be away from people, you're going to want something a little bit smaller, maybe four wheel drive, something that can get through the trees and the dirt and the mud and the snow. Now, if you're wanting to stay on the road and travel all the time and stay in RV parks, then of course, you know, go get an RV, but there's Mm -hmm. everything that's in between. There's rooftop tents, there's vans, there's, there's tents alone. But just figure out what you want to do. Now, exactly, you know, 100%, you're not going to figure out everything that you want to do. But if you want to stay in the woods, get a smaller vehicle. If you want to stay in the city, get a stealthy vehicle. If you want to have a family, get a larger bus, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's the layout of what you want to do within your travels. Now, you don't have to stick with that. You know, say six months to a year down the road you change. Um, I think a biggest example lately would be, I think Max, he's getting out of his two wheel drive van and going to an overlanding four wheel drive van. So he wants to change his layout a little bit and be able to go into the woods and go back further and, you know, see and explore more of the, the wilderness side of things. We've also seen a lot of people recently uh, downgrading from really big buses into vans because yeah. they found that the buses were just too you much. know too much and you can't go to those like wooded like off-road places that you were mentioning. 
But mm-hmm. I think, like you said, it's a good idea to kind of just, like, throw a mattress in and go because so many people spend, like, you know, years building their van out to be, like, this, like, perfect rig but never actually live in it or travel in it. And then when you actually do hit the road, you're like, oh, well, this doesn't actually work for how I like to travel. Yeah. So now you've right. spent all the time and energy and money making something for what you think it's going to be like out there but you never actually got out there to test it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that was the best advice that somebody could give in the sense of what Alex is talking about as well. And what you were saying is, you know, it doesn't have to be like this glamorous, like build out, you know, it could literally be crates and like a blow up mattress and you figure it out as you go for the people out there that do want to have like a little bit more structure, go cheap, you know, buy it, buy an old van that is cheap build it out, you know, with, with cheaper components that way, you know, when, when you do want to upgrade, you're not out a lot more, a lot of money. You could also turn around and sell that rig as well. So I, I, I love the advice, John. Thank you so much too for being on the podcast today. It's thank you guys very much for having me. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you too, man. Uh, we can't wait for the day that we get to hang out again in person. Right. I can't wait either. I think the last time I saw you guys in person was Wolfpack Roundup. Yep, that's, that's when we crazy. sold the van. That was the last day with the van, bro. The van got shipped out. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. All right. That chat with John Dean was incredible. We really appreciate having you on the podcast. We're so thankful for his friendship, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really nice to know that we have built such a wonderful community within this community for ourselves, even. Um, yeah, John Dean has a lot of things that he's looking forward to doing in the future. So definitely stay tuned and keep up with him uh, for those specific things when they come. Mm -hmm. He gave us the inside scoop after we finished recording and you're definitely not going to want to miss out on what he's got going on because it sounds really amazing. Yeah. And interesting. Um, You know, if we could be a part of it in any type of way, we're more than happy to. We're always into helping out friends and speaking of helping out friends, we should do a shout out for somebody for the podcast. So our shout out today is going to be for August Sun 5, who left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to be featured next week, be sure to leave a review. August Sun 5 says, realistic, casual, helpful. I'm loving the tone of this podcast. The information is super helpful to new van lifers or potentials like myself. Please keep them coming. Great content, variety, and quality. I love it because that's exactly the type of person that we're looking at for these podcasts that we're, we're kind of targeting because we know that you guys out there are looking forward to living this lifestyle and we think it is a great opportunity to give so much helpful information. This is the type of stuff that we needed before we jumped into van life as mm-hmm. well. And I feel like I looked for van life podcasts and I was kind of like there, let down. I was like, eh. There wasn't a lot and yeah. most of them really weren't talking about uh helpful tips and stuff it was mostly like just about what's going on with them yeah who knows whatever i'm sure there's a lot of them and as i'm looking here you know there are quite a few and john dean actually has his own podcast called the nomadic happy hour Mm -hmm. so if you're into van life podcasts you should definitely check him out but yeah anyways we're so grateful for everybody who listens to the show and if you have any suggestions or tips or guests that you want to see on the podcast we're always all ears on making this the best possible experience for you. Yeah, hit us up on fnavanlife at gmail.com and then we could throw you guys into the podcast. And make sure you comment, 
let us know if you want a shout out because we are definitely down to give you guys a shout out out there. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Have an F and A day. Man, life, YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck. We've decided to release a special, exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like. All you have to do is just join our Patreon and we're going to hook you guys up. Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys are going to get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to FNAVanLife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind the scenes content.